welcome everyone to the Lifelong Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Molly from Three Pines Leadership, and thank you for joining me. <laughs> so I have a question for you today. We're going to start off with a question. What, uh, what were your, your big bucket list items in life? And are you actually working towards checking them off your list? And if you are, what's it feel like? What What's on your list? Let me know. Coach Molly on Twitter, Three Pines Leadership, Instagram. All the other ones are listed there for you as well. Connect with me. Let me know. I want to know what's on your bucket list, if you're working towards them, and what does it feel like to actually do that? I've been working towards my bucket list items my whole life, and I'll probably get into that story another day. Not today. But today, I want to talk to you about... Uh, the bucket list item I got to check off recently that I was super excited about and really it's been a while and I'm still super excited about it. <laughs> so I'm going to share it with you now. So one of the, my bucket list items was to interview a gold medalist. Like not just any kind of gold medalist, like a, like a world class gold medalist. And I got to do that. Not only did I get to interview a gold medalist, but she's like a multiple gold medalist. She's like more world champion titles than I have fingers and toes. Like she's just a freaking amazing athlete. And that was only the first half of her career. I got to interview um, Danielle Brown, who has two Paralympic gold medals and five world championship titles under her belt. She spent six years in her sport and was undefeated the entire time. Like, how incredible is that? And then she reached a point in her career where everything changed. And she had two choices. She could either curl up in a ball and complain, oh, woe is me, why is this unfair thing happening to me? Or she could use the other option. And that option was to pick herself up and do something greater and do something even better. To use everything she had learned in her life as stepping stones to success. And man, she is on track to changing the world. Not only with her own actions, but she's also been able to connect to change the next generation's ideas on leadership, entrepreneurship, and so much more. Oh, I'm so excited to share this interview I got to do with Danielle Brown. Oh, yes. So excited. You're going to hear about so many different parts of her journey and her secrets to success. So I'm going to stop talking right now because I'm so excited to sh for you to hear this interview. So here's the interview I did at the Mindset and Impact Virtual Summit with multiple gold medalist, five-time world champion, Danielle Brown. <laughs> goodness that was so inspiring thank you so much for sharing that with us oh no problem so my first question my questions are going to be all over the place but my first question is kind of a bit of a a, a thinker okay take okay. this question however you want what does freedom feel like and look like in your eyes I think freedom is having the ability to choose to do what I want to do. So to pursue my passions and the things that I just love doing. You know, I, I mean, I, I tend to get involved with projects that are really, really um, good, that, that cause 
good, um, particularly with young people, uh, particularly around uh, gender and disability. So these are things that are making a difference, making an impact. But for me, it's having that freedom to be able to do that and, and do it on my own terms. Yeah, totally, totally. All right, so you have a very unique set of experiences where you've competed yeah. as both an able-bodied and mm -hmm. a disabled athlete in both of those categories. What insights has that given you, being able to see both sides of the coin? Oh, it was really interesting, actually, when I, I first made the, the able-bodied team. Um, I, I found it fascinating because I got so many media interviews. People were really amazed, and for me, it was never outside the realms of possibility. And I think one of the reasons I absolutely love archery is that it's a sport that anybody can do. And I joined an archery club. I didn't join a disabled archery club and we don't have domestic uh, disabled competitions. Everybody gets lumped together, which is really, really great. So for me, it was, it was never outside the realms of possibility. If I can get one arrow in the middle, I can get them all out. But I was just really amazed at other people being so amazed that I'd done it. So it, I guess it was that whole stereotype and, and assumptions around disability. And, and it was very much focused on what I can't do rather than what I can. And that's certainly something something I found a lot of people would assume that I couldn't do certain things and it was about learning how to be a bit more vocal and assert to what I needed and whilst doing so I guess educating people. Oh that's neat so other people are putting barriers in their own minds in front of you and, and you're looking down your road going nope I, I got a clear path my friends. Yeah yeah exactly exactly so and, and I think it's I think disability is one of those areas that people don't understand, but are also quite fearful to talk about. And I think that by not talking about it, that you've, you've got this certain assumption and the world of disability is just so complex. So even people with the same condition as me will react to it completely differently. So there are people with my condition who really struggle to even get out of bed in a day. And that, that is their reality. And obviously, as you say, I've got a very unique experience that this is sort of my, my reality. And it, it's, I, I know we, we do need to generalize. We can't process information otherwise, but it's, a, I guess, about having a deeper understanding of, of different people's needs and focusing on that ability rather than, than lack of ability. Yeah, that's a great way to see it differently. And, and just going off of what you said in your presentation as well, it's about seeing things in that positive light and not looking, looking at the same picture and looking at it through the, the glasses of how can we make the best of this situation? How can we use this as, as you say, our springboard to doing better things? Love that. Yeah, and I actually think, oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say that I think having a disability really helped me develop that mindset so that when it happened as a teenager, again, it was that whole situation, give up, get up. And it was, you know, once you got up, it was just about being positive. And I think that if I had been quite negative and gone, this is rubbish, why is it happening to me? Then I just wouldn't have progressed the same way that I did. Yeah, when you make that decision to get up and you make that decision to keep moving, that momentum keeps going. You never yes. stay stagnant. And then every day you have that choice. Am I going to stay here or am I going to keep moving forward and use what has already springboarded me forward? That's, 
Absolutely. Keep that in mind, everyone listening at home. Very, very key information here. <laughs> So we've been hearing from, at the summit here, we've been hearing from a lot of different athletes and other kinds of high performers about their different morning routines or rituals or pre-game routines. Do you have a kind of pre-game ritual? Um, yeah, I think, I think having the rituals or sort of more, well, not necessarily a ritual, but more routines really, really important. So making sure that you had um, the, the right food is really really important archery is one of those sports that sometimes it lasts a full day you can be out on the range for for 12 hours sometimes and other times it might be just a, a real short burst but may, regardless of what it is having or making sure you've got enough energy i found was really really important and i would religiously check and double check that i had all my stuff because there's nothing worse than turning up and you've forgotten something whether it's your hat or your waterproof or your sun cream or whatever it is so yeah oh that's so neat so over your career you've won gold medals and you've won world champion titles and you've been awarded so many different kinds of awards in your work in your community as well is there one that means the most to you uh, do you know what? It has to be winning gold on home soil in London 2012. And I think so many different reasons. Firstly, there was so much pressure on me to win. You know, going into that, uh, those games, I'd won every major Paralympic title for the last five years. I, I was under so much pressure. And that was that was really hard. You know, every single week, I was getting at least two journalists ring me up and say, you're the hot favourite to win how you know you must be under so much pressure how do you feel and it's like great till you ask me that thank you <laughs> it, was, it was just yeah so much pressure and to be able to like actually execute it it was it was such a proud moment especially on home soil and it was the first time my friends and family had seen me compete internationally and it was it was just I suppose you know something that you've been working for for the last four years and yeah it was oh, it was insane but yeah that's amazing so I want to ask you about your internal dialogue, those thoughts that run through your head, either before you're going into a competition or during practice, or even now before you get on a stage in front of people, what does that internal dialogue look like? And is it different in those different situations? Or are you telling yourself the same thing? Primarily, it's the same thing. And I think that's because, well, you know, so it's about that routine and making sure everything's right, everything's in the right place. But I think that overwhelmingly I've trained my, my thought process uh, to be very positive. And I, my, my coach was fantastic. My coach got me enrolled in an NLP course, Neuro Linguistic Programming, which was just super. And that, that really turned my life around because until that point, I'd never really thought about the way we think and understood how those thoughts then influence our uh, emotions, which then influences our behavior. So I didn't realize necessarily how much control we could have over our thoughts. So starting to pay attention to these and then if they weren't the most productive thoughts in the world, I could then change them. So yeah, I very much changed my thought process to, to all being about very positive things, about, it's about doing things, but equally not putting yourself under so much pressure. You know, there some people go out there and like, yeah, I've got this, I'm, I'm going to win. And for me, it's about focusing on the action. So, you know, I've, I know how to do a good shot. I know that I do trust myself. 
I can do this rather than looking at the outcome and, and focusing on those thoughts. When you're competing at such a high level, do you sometimes lose the ability to have those thoughts and like lean on your coaches to give you that positive reinforcement? Or do you have the ability to just constantly be on, on that positive vibe? Yeah, I think I trained myself certainly so that it's very much self-sufficient and that I could do it, but it's always useful having coaches. My coach was brilliant because I don't think I give a lot away. You know, if I do a good shot or a bad shot, I, I always tend to just laugh or smile because I just, I just figure why not, you know, just, uh, just keep going. And my coach is brilliant because he knows if I'm having a good day or a bad day just by looking at me. You know, he doesn't have to ask me. And there is nothing worse than if you're having a bad day than somebody coming up to you going, how's it going? And then, then you've got to start thinking about it and then you've got to start explaining it. And, you know, he was great. He'd look at me and he knew exactly what to say to either keep me going or to pick me up. So I think always having that support. And it's always nice, I guess, if other people can reinforce the thoughts that you're having, because it does make those thoughts, I guess, more, more valid. It's kind of like positivity is contagious, I guess. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So when you're competing at that high level and the stakes are so, so high, did you still love archery? Yeah, yeah. And I, I loved it for so many different reasons. I, I loved the adrenaline. Mm -hmm. And actually, I did find that when I was competing and I got that rush, uh, I wasn't concentrating on the pain I was in. So the, the pain was still there, but I wasn't focusing on it. And so it, it just gave me that, that shot of relief, um, which was just amazing. But I, I loved the people, I loved the traveling, you know, that the whole lifestyle was, was really cool. And don't get me wrong, it was really stressful. And I didn't actually realize at the time how stressful till I came out of it. And, and once I got over that initial identity crisis, and I, I set what my purpose was and I decided this is what I wanted to do. And I, I realized that I'd been so stressed whilst I was training, whilst I was competing, uh, but not necessarily recognized it at the time because that was just life and every day was the same. So, you know, somebody I met, they were setting up their own business and they were saying about what a stressful experience it was. So I was like, well, you know, I'm just really enjoying it. It's just so much fun. So yeah, it's, uh, it, it was great, but yeah, very, very tough. Now let's pivot to an experience I'm hoping wasn't nearly as stressful. I want to know more about the book that you wrote with, uh, with your amazing, amazing co-author, Nathan. So what did you learn writing that book and working with a young person who is also inspired to change the world? What was that like? I was amazing. You know, Nathan is very talented and I, I think one of the, the things that I, I guess really, I was really struck to start with particularly was his confidence. And I remember sending off my first three chapters. And I talk about this kind of stuff all the time and I was quite pleased with them. You know, I thought they were well-written and I sent it off to him and they came covered, they, he sent it back covered in strikethroughs. <laughs> I know I know right and it was just so good like you know and he he had a really good point he's like children don't like being told what to do and I was like well that is a fair point you know I don't like being told what to do so um you know I I kind of get that and he, he said you know adults always tell children what to do and it's not good so it was really really great having his insight 
and you know and the way he saw the world as well you know so what we did was he wrote half the chapters i wrote half the chapters and we we switched them and gave each other feedback but yeah i think having his eye on it and his perspective it it really helped create a book for children rather than what adults think children need or want that's fantastic i'm definitely going to be picking up a whole bunch of copies for all of the young people in my life because oh, that it is definitely something that's missing out there in the world and you've you filled a need i think um but those of you out there who are inspired to write for young people please do the more that we can increase the confidence and give those important life skills to our next generation the better our world is going to be on the other side of that Absolutely. So uh, I got another question because I'm always talking about what a better world is going to look like and being a change maker. In your eyes, what does that better look, world look like? Do you know, I think for me, it's about giving people the tools to uncover their potential, overcome barriers and achieve more. And it's not necessarily saying that my way is the right way because the way I did things, I, I've got my, I suppose, my, my skill set, my strengths, my passions, my interests, and how I've got to where I've got as, as aligned brilliantly with that. But what it is is about sharing some of the tools and the, the techniques so people can make it into their own and, and create their success journey. But in doing so, making sure that they look after themselves. So getting that person right first. And, and for me, that is so important. You know, I, I think in the world now, people are striving for very much tangible success. And it, it's uh, very sort of, I suppose, commercially motivated, but actually getting the underlying bit of you right, uh, rather than sort of more materialistic things, I think is just so important. Oh, that's fantastic. And last question, what is next on your journey to changing the world? Oh, so many exciting things. Yeah. Um, so I've been doing some more writing, which is very exciting. I'm not allowed to share anything at the minute, but uh, yeah. Um, so that, that should be really, really fun. I've been working on some awesome projects with charities as well. Again, a, a lot around trying to make a difference to young people's lives. And um, yeah, it's just about continuing to grow and evolve. It's, uh, it's, it's really, really exciting at the minute. I, I think the fact that we're moving into more of a value-based world uh, is, is, is brilliant. And I'm really looking forward to seeing where, where we can take, um, take this business and grow. Oh, that's fantastic. Any last words before we wrap it up? Uh, honestly, I would just say invest in yourself and innovate yourself because I think if you can, if you can get you right, and work with that. That is just the most important thing. And, and I think surrounding yourself with the right people, but always believing in yourself and, and that vision is, is just integral to success. Oh, Danielle, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, your knowledge, your experience, and your heart with us. Thank you so, so much for joining us. Oh, it's been so Now, if that doesn't inspire you, I don't know what will. If you're interested in seeing Danielle's presentation and all of the other presentations at the Mindset and Impact Virtual Summit, you can. 
for free at leadershipmade.com. You can head on over, get your free tickets. The best part of this whole summit is that you can watch it at home on your own time and you don't even need to wear pants. That's right. I live a down with pants lifestyle. (laughs) Anyways, if you want to check it out, you can leadershipmade.com. You can check out all of the other great content and stuff that we put out at Three Pines Leadership. Uh, Check us out at the Three Pines Leadership YouTube page. Lots of fun stuff there. All right, everyone, I'm going to head out. It's time to change the world. I'm Coach Molly from Three Pines Leadership. This is the Lifelong Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. And until next time, my friends, remember... I love you and be excellent.